Welcome to the Underrepresented in Tech podcast, hosted by Michelle Frechette and Ali Nimmons. Underrepresented in Tech is a free database built with the goal of helping people find new opportunities in WordPress and tech overall. Hi, Ali. Hi, Michelle. How are you? I'm fantastic. I missed you. We've been off like doing podcasts individually for a couple of weeks, so it's nice to be back on with yeah. you. I think we even skipped a week. We were both like, oh my mm-hmm. God, I'm out of town. And you were like, let's just like do it next time. But um, yeah, I was on vacation and that was really restorative to me. And then I got back and you've moved and opened an office space. And so you have been a little bit off the grid. And so, yeah, <laughs> we've been filling in for each other. Although, you know, I'm sure this comes as no shock to our audience, but we do text each other all the time. Because oh, yeah. I love you and friends. So <laughs> <laughs> It's all good, but welcome back. It's good to have you. It's good to say hi, Allie, at the beginning of the the session. So I am super excited because we have a guest this week. We don't always have guests. Sometimes we have stand-ins for each other, right? Like last week I talked to Picha and a couple weeks ago I talked to Cammy. but this week we have a guest. We both get to interview together and I'm super excited because the work that this person is doing in the company that I absolutely adore um, is just phenomenal. So let me introduce Hannah. Hannah is a developer and researcher at Yoast. And you might think, what does Yoast have to do with underrepresented in tech? Well, first of all, they really do value underrepresentation and they try to hire that way. They value it so much that they sponsor Allie yeah, to do some they, of the work that she does. They sponsor me tech. to work on this project. And yeah, it's been yeah. a great partnership so far. And, and we did not invite Hannah today because we're trying to do a commercial for Yoast. We invited Hannah today because Hannah's got a project that like absolutely rocks for underrepresentation and for representation um, in the community. So Hannah, welcome to the show. Tell us a little bit about you and what you do at Yoast. Hi. Uh, yeah, I work as a, as a researcher and a developer at Yoast, and I work on uh, features that are responsible for the content analysis. So we try to make uh, feedback that helps the user make their content more more uh, easy to read, rank better, and, yeah. and now also inclusive, which is uh, related to our new feature. I personally, ever since I started using Yoast back in the dark ages when I started working in web, <laughs> um, love like the red light, green light, yellow light thing that you have with Yoast. I mean, it, it gets, I don't live and die by it because I think that that's the wrong way to plan SEO. Um, and I know that you all say the same thing, right? Content is what's important. So make sure that your content match, but that, but that red light, yellow light, green light lets me know how I'm doing around the content that I'm planning. And I thought, I think it's brilliant because it's just a visual indicator of whether I'm kind of hitting the mark for what I'm looking for. And now you've brought even more into the plugin and um, the, the project that you've, that you invited me to take a look at a couple weeks ago. And I was, I mean, blown away by is inclusive language indicators within the Yoast plugin. So can you tell us a little bit about how that works? Um, yeah, sure. The, the inclusive f- feature, the inclusive language feature, it basically uh, tries to uh, detect words in the text that are uh, potentially non-inclusive. 
And for that, we, we collected and made research uh, based on guides uh, made by activists and, and people from the, uh, from the communities that are affected by potentially non-inclusive ports. Uh, so basically when, when someone uh, makes a post, the feedback highlights uh, which words in the text are potentially non-inclusive. It, it tries to provide an alternative and it links to a help page that shares more information about what makes the word non-inclusive and how to replace these words in a way that still keep the meaning. Yeah, I love that. So, you know, when you all, I think I met you at like seven o'clock in the morning, which is like so early to me, but you're so like six or seven hours ahead of me. Um, so I appreciated that. Like you, first of all, y'all sent me some times so I could look at and it was like 3am, 4am or 7am. I'm like, well, I'm definitely taking the 7am call because 3am, it was great for you, but not so good on my schedule. But um, I met with y'all and just as soon as like we, you know, you shared your screen and started to show me, and then I actually got to log into your test site and play with it a little bit myself. I was blown away by how thorough you are. So words are like, let's, let's, you know, let's call it like we see it. Like there are words that if you have to refer to the word by the letter, you know, say the N word or the R word, the R slur, the N slur, we don't, we don't say those words publicly. You shouldn't have them on your website. And absolutely, those kinds of words are going to get called out. But it's not even just about, you know, the the horrible words that we that people can tend to use in in general language. It's about sensitivity to more than that. So, for example, um, you know, uh, what the the article that you had put in there said, boys and girls, like with the talking like a teacher talking about boys and girls, and it prompted you to remember that this is not necessarily inclusive because there are non-binary people in the world. Perhaps it's better to say students or children or, you know, other, other language for that. And so you don't just say, Hey, this is bad. You say, this is why this is not inclusive. And here are some alternate ways that you might think about saying that. So it's not just the, Hey, you're doing that wrong, but let me educate you and let me show you ways to replace it to make your, your, post your article stronger and I really appreciated all the thought and effort that went into building out um, that language base to be able to put that on there so just brilliant uh, Allie you've got to see it it's on our website you'll see it I yeah. know but it's just brilliant I have to go play with it I haven't had time to go take a peek yet but I yeah I think it's it's genius and I mean, what fascinates me about what you just said, Hannah, was, you know, you mentioned that you did a lot of research with these particular communities about, you know, what words we should be looking for and what suggestions should be should be added. Can you talk a little bit more about that research? Like, how long did it take you to conduct all of that research? Like, do you have a I mean, I, I assume that it's a lot of people you might have spoken to. Do you have an idea of how many people or how many communities you touched base with? Like, I want to understand kind of the breadth of that research that you that you did, because in our experience, in my experience, one of the hardest things about inclusive language is 
there's so many cultures, there's so many communities, there's so many ways across the world in which people use and think about language differently, like things in the US that might be okay, may not be okay in South America or vice versa. Uh, So can you talk a little bit more about the experience of that research that you did? Well, yeah, uh, we were working in a group of four people. Uh, Well, one of them was uh, a scientific advisor, so a person who who had extra knowledge from the social linguistics side uh, and, the, and the guides we, we uh, collected were, were based on sources that, that exist uh, already. For example, the, the tra- trans language primer, uh, multiple um, guides on, on, on uh, disability and language on the uh, impact of, of colonization on language uh, and this um, we we unfortunately uh, didn't get to talk to many people we we just used all the sources we could find to to collect lists that that also partly came out from our head based on our own experiences. That's amazing. That's, I can't imagine having to do all of that kind of research. Was it nerve wracking? Like, did you feel nervous when this came out in terms of like, um, like, did you catch everything or did you miss something? Like, did you feel like super confident that, yeah, we got everything that we could or also, is this, is this a work in progress, right? Is this something that we you plan on updating uh, further on into the future? Yeah, yeah, it is a work in progress for sure. And just like we were afraid to miss something, we were um, also afraid to lead to false targeting. So, for example, what if a word is inclusive in one context but not in, in another and people already are very not happy often to be told about what words they cannot and, and can't use so if we give advice on that we try to be sure that there's a reason we are giving advice so the it's that's why we try to take into account well did uh, take into account context um, and it's why the feedback is different uh, d- d- depending on if the word is just not acceptable in all contexts or if it's okay when you talk about yourself or or someone else who uses that word towards themselves so it also depends whether a word has been reclaimed or or not and if if there is a there is a general agreement between the between the 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 impacted group on whether mm-hmm. it's should be now common or not that's why many of the uh feedback even for for the example uh 
boys and girls yeah it says unless you know that the group consists of boys and girls binary (laughs) husband and wife like unless you know that they want to be referred to with Mm -hmm. this um term and there was many things to be nervous about um and we also try to give confident feedback but still make it clear that we are ourselves also still learning and growing mm-hmm. about this because the world is rapidly evolving there were even like i consider myself very active in this field but i'll admit there were a few words there i didn't know i would see there mm-hmm. um and that's why we also um wanted to be sure that people who use that uh, feature won't be won't feel like we're we're in, uh, imposing it. So right. to even make it work, they have to go to the settings and turn it on rather than mm-hmm. it suddenly appears. Right. <laughs> mm, that's a really, that's a good point because I was wondering that as well. So it's a setting that somebody will now have to manually enable in the plugin. It doesn't automatically happen. Is that what you said? Cool. Yes. So yeah, she's nodding for those of you who are listening. Um, yep. <laughs> yeah, because I, I was thinking about there are there are a lot of people out there who um, you know just want to put their content up and don't particularly care about inclusivity. Um, and so, I mean, one of the reasons I think this tool is so amazing, and one of the reasons that like I I just feel like gushing about it is I think it is brave when a brand takes a stance on something that can potentially frustrate or isolate a subset of their users. And I can definitely imagine that there's a subset of people who would have been like, well, I don't, I don't want, I don't want all this stuff. Like I'm just trying to blah, 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 blah. Right. <laughs> you know, I, I can hear the the rhetoric now about, you know, everyone's so sensitive these days, blah, blah, blah. Why do I have to police what I say? Um, mm-hmm. I have, I have come, my husband is a writer and we have conversations all the time about when words are censored, right? And people tell you that you can't say that word, you shouldn't say this word. And he gets really frustrated by that. And I really love this approach because it, in most cases, you know, it's it's not, well, you can't say that. It's here's a better way to say that, right? Here's mm-hmm. a way to say that that isn't hurtful to people. And you can choose mm-hmm. if you want to be hurtful or not. Um, right. So, and and that's continuously evolving. And I'm so... Um, I'm so curious and excited to see how this tool evolves in reaction to language evolving, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm relatively young in the world and I've, I'm starting to learn that some words that I previously thought were okay are not okay as things are changing. Um, mm-hmm. is there a, is there a method or a tool or a form or something that y'all have available that somebody can say, Hey, uh, you have here that um, mentally challenged is a better alternative, but we actually don't see that anymore. Like, do you have a tool that somebody can go in and and provide suggestions as a part of that community of like how the language is evolving? I'm not sure my question is making sense. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, we want that to be part of the um, like, so that when 
people go to the link page or uh, the help page or find the feature that they also have an option to share their own feedback, maybe mm-hmm. add words or, or comment on the words or maybe add better replacement words. Uh, the feature is like still in its uh, better phase. So this will be part of working on it further. Sure. One of the things that um, that we've talked about before, Ellie and I, is that inclusivity should not be a political thing, right? It shouldn't be politically charged to use language that's inclusive language. But we know that that's not how the world works and that there will be people who will say that this is a political stance or that you're making a political statement on it. I personally don't see it that way. But um, I know that I and I know that you've all thought of that, too. I, I talked to Taco and he's like, yeah, this could be a hot button subject, but it's important to us. It's important to us that we include this and the ability to turn it off, you know, is important to some people, I'm sure. Um, I can see, you know, extreme religious organizations not having any problem with boys and girls and husband and wife, for example, and not caring that that's in there. And so and not caring to police there or suggest their content, things like that. But for the majority of people, I think this tool, I mean, for all people, I think this tool is excellent, but I know that there will be some people who won't want to use it is what I'm trying to say. But but over and above, I think that people who turn on this feature in Yoast will be very pleased to see that there are better ways to say the things that they want to say and get their thoughts across in a way that's a more inclusive way to say it. Um, you know, sometimes we can choose to be politically incorrect sometimes um, for sensationalism or for whatever else. I have said some things in blog posts in the past to get people's attention, uh, but that does not mean that I have said things that were, pers- you know, per- un- unintentionally um, exclusive to others. So it's a choice. Language is a choice. And being able to, just like, you know, hitting the marks on whether or not your content is hitting the SEO. Being able to have some kind of feedback as to whether your language is also hitting the marks for inclusivity, I think is super important. And I, for one, really appreciate that you've built this into the plugin. And, uh, you know, just want to thank you so much for the work that you've been doing. Thank you. Yeah, actually, like people in see inclusiveness as fully political, even though it affects everyday life, also, like, depending on uh the person's uh background situation uh and there and it is uh tricky also to find that direct that that direct link between like co and Mm -hmm. inclusive language but we thought that since we are working on making the web better trying Mm -hmm. to then yeah, maybe this could just be part of that. And yeah. if if uh, replacing one word with another helps to decrease the chance to uh, to alienate someone from yeah. uh, receiving that knowledge or then or reading that fun content then maybe to help 
some of us who write and want to contribute yeah. to that, this to yeah, that help on that. Yeah. And it's, I think it sets a really good precedent as well. I mean, Yoast is one of the biggest uh, plugin companies, at least in my mind. I don't, I don't have numbers to back that up, but, you know, in terms of WordPress plugins, at least Yoast well is known. Yeah, very well known, <laughs> like millions of downloads and all of these things. And I think it sets a really good precedent when a big name in a community like ours does something like this, because it really opens mm-hmm. the door and it encourages other companies to say, well, okay, well, what, what? what does your tool provide for inclusivity? Like, what are you doing to, you know, move the needle forward a little bit in terms of just, you know, making the world a little bit of a, of a nicer place, a little bit of a more pleasant place for people to, to live. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it makes it, things like this make me proud to be a member of this community. Cause it's like, we are using our software for good. We are using our resources for good. And it's, it makes me super proud. So yeah, thank you, Me Hannah, too. for this work. If anybody's interested in learning more about it, Yoast did an uh, article recently on their own blog about um, this project. We will retweet it from the underrepresented tech uh, Twitter account and include it in the show notes um, for this uh, this episode also. So if you're interested in learning more, obviously you just go to yoast.com and you'll be able to find all of the information there, but we'll share some direct links to that article too. Hannah, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate um, all the work that you're doing in the WordPress community and the work that you do to make it a more inclusive and better community. Thank you too a lot. It was nice to talk about this. Thank you. Alrighty. Thank you guys so much for listening. And yeah, connect with us on Twitter if you have any questions. Um, and yeah, check Twitter, check our Twitter for the retweet for the Yoast blog post if you'd like to learn more. And we'll talk to you later. This episode was sponsored by the following companies. WP Wallet. WP Wallet is a free, simple, intelligent tool that helps WordPress professionals effortlessly manage all of their license keys and invoices for all sites and clients. Never forget a renewal, lose a license key, or miss out on a reimbursement again. Join WP Wallet for free today. Learn Dash. LearnDash is taking cutting-edge e-learning methodology and infusing it into WordPress. More than just a plugin, LearnDash is trusted to power the learning programs for major universities, small to mid-sized companies, startups, entrepreneurs, and bloggers worldwide. If you're interested in sponsoring an episode, using our database, or just want to say hi, go to underrepresentedintech.com. See you next week.